The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. I just want to share with us briefly again on what we've been talking about all night. Um, the fire of God. And then we're going to take a few minutes to pray fervently on a couple of things that God has put on our hearts. And um, we'll see where the Lord takes us to from there. But has somebody been blessed already? Do you know that God has taught your life in a unique way? Well, lift your hands and give him the praise. If you know God has visited you already and God has touched you, if you know you've been blessed, if you know you've already encountered and experienced the fire of God, come on, bless him. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Those of you that God healed tonight or God has done something for you and you know it, come on, give him thanks again. Father, we bless you. We appreciate you. We thank you for your word. And we ask that you speak your word to us in Jesus' name. I'm not going to be talking for long. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. It's not a good time to talk for long. <laughs> Praise God. But I want you to pay attention. Please pay attention and listen very, very carefully to what I'm sharing with us. Again, we all need the fire of God in our lives. Please hear what I'm saying. It's very simple. There's nothing complicated about it. If you read through your Bible, you will see the place of God showing up as fire. And God deliberately revealed that to us. Of course, there are many other symbols that God showed up as. But fire is unique. One reason that I think it's very unique is that you will not find many other things in the New Testament that God called himself, that statement like God is. You see, God is love. And we preach that a lot and we should because of all the qualities that the New Testament uses to describe God. Love is there, stands out. But then you see in Hebrews 12, 29, God is a consuming fire. And we should have the fire of God burning and blazing in our lives. Again, what do we mean by fire? God showing up. And listen to me, my brother, my sister. If God is not showing up in your life, you should be concerned. Not depressed. Not overly worried. But it should catch your attention. If you are here with me tonight, here I hear. It should. So this thing about acquiring fire, cultivating fire, it is vital. And in this month of favor, like I said just before we received the offering, we need fire. That is a vital way to get the favor of God activated in your life as it ought. Praise God. I've done a lot of teaching about the fire. I'm actually running a series in Ikeja. I started last month. I'm continuing this month. So I'm not going to go into many of the things I've shared. Just mention a thing or two, and then I'll focus on one major thing God told me to um, discuss with us tonight. Um, so if you need to do a little bit more learning or receive a little bit more teaching along this line, please just listen to some of the messages, all our messages online, go to our SoundCloud, go to our Facebook wall, you can still see them there, and learn a thing or two. 
Trust me, you don't want to be a fireless Christian. You don't want to be a lukewarm Christian. It's not going to contribute anything positive into your life. So every one of us, look at your neighbor and tell him, oh, that includes you, sir. Every one of us must understand the place of having the fire of God. God manifested in our lives. Hallelujah. And it's very simple. Find out the things that can get the fire activated and draw closer to them. Get involved with them. Think of fire like electricity. And just think about this building. Everything that is working in this building, it's working because fire, is, electricity is passing through them. And the only way all these equipment are able to work is because they are plugged in. And that's what you and I need to do. We are not to manufacture our fire. This TV is not manufacturing its electricity. The sound system is not manufacturing its electricity. The electricity is there in the building. It has been wired into the building. But the TV must be plugged in. The cameras must be plugged in. The PA system must be plugged in. You, my brother, must be plugged in. And I want to again outline five areas where you plug yourself in. And every time you feel the fire is low, you sense the fire is low. And I won't go into that teaching tonight. Again, refer to some of the things I've shared tonight. Just plug in or draw closer. I call these places fire points or fireplaces. What we did here tonight is one way you should do it. Every time you feel ah, the presence of God or the manifestation of God is growing lower and lower in your life. And listen, you need to get to a point where you know, I, I know when I feel as if ah, God's presence is getting lower, God's manifestation is getting lower in my life. Take a time of extended prayer and praise. That's the first fire point. Prayer and, play, and praise. And think of praise as the highest form of prayer. That's why we pray every day in this church. And for those of you that have not yet cultivated that daily prayer habit, please continue to develop yourself. If you are constantly and consistently in prayer, and you are constantly and consistently in praise, you will be plugged in. And there will be some times you need to have extended times of praise and worship and prayer. Prayer and praise. Your first contact or your first fireplace. But don't stay with that alone. And I want to stress this. I've been mentioning it all month long here in our meetings. When God teaches us in his word, tap your neighbor and say, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Tell your other neighbor, God, the pastor is saying something very important now. This is an area where many Christians miss it. Denominations miss it. Congregations miss it. You read in your Bible, God shows you five ways, six ways, seven ways of arriving at a particular destination. Don't just stay with one or two. Don't, no matter how good or perfected those one or two have worked for you in time past, don't just stay there. The disciples had cast out demons. When Jesus appointed the 70, they went and when they came back and they said, Oh, Lord, even the demons trembled at our name and everything. Then one day, a man brought a child and they could not cast him out. 
And Jesus rebuked them, oh, you of little faith. Blah, blah, blah. They said, why could you not cast him out? They said, your unbelief. They were shocked. Then he now taught them what they had not been doing as well as they ought. He said, this kind cannot go about by prayer and fasting. They had not learned to walk at that dimension of prayer and fasting. They learned it that day. And by the time Jesus left in the book of Acts, there was no devil they did not cast out. You learn. You learn. So learn to pray, learn to praise, but don't just stay there. So I want to mention four, and I'm going to just focus five, five other places where you catch fire. And please learn these things. Look, this is 21st century Christianity we are doing. It's not also Christianity where you remain ignorant, you don't know how to do certain things, you just come to church, one man of God prays for you. Uh, forget that story. The devil, devils in 2018 are more smarter than that. Forget that story. Say with me, I will learn. And I will master things. I prophesy over someone here. In a short while, you'll be teaching your pastors things they didn't know. Learn. Nobody brought these things from heaven, no. Anybody that knows anything on this, they learned it while they got here. You too can learn. Learn. Ah, pastor, me, I can't pray like you are praying. I didn't come with this thing from heaven. There was a time I couldn't pray like this. Pastor, I can't pray like you are praying. Learn. Just, just keep practicing. Keep practicing. Take your baby steps. Hallelujah. One day, you will lead worship like this. Everybody will say, ow. In your bedroom. <laughs> to start. <laughs> Praise God. Number two fireplace is the word of God. The word of God. And men, do we have so many prayer, prayerful people in the body of Christ that word level is zero? His word was like fire in my bones. You dive into the word. The way we spent hours praising God tonight, and we are going to spend several minutes praying tonight, you've got to learn to be able to spend time in the word of God like that consistently. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Please be a word Christian for crying out loud. The name of your church is King's Word. To be a King's Word church member and not have word in your life is an anomaly. It's an error. Even the devil will be confused. Ah, isn't that one from King's Word? <laughs> if it was a church that had fire, fires, name something, I'm not talking about any denomination, any church, please. I'm just saying that. They can understand if those, ah, is it not from King's Word? Again, you grow in it. Number three, fireplace or fire point. It can draw closer. And we see this all through scriptures. I did an extended teaching on that last Wednesday. And I'm not going to teach it. I'm just going to mention it. There is in your offerings and sacrifices. And the interesting thing for us is, most of us at least give every time we come to church. We have not yet learned to allow the fire of God fall through our offerings. Like people like David and Solomon did in scriptures. Like people like Cornelius did in the book of Acts. Again, what is fire? God showing up. The angel came to Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. Your prayer, we know prayer can draw fire. And your arms have come up as a memorial. Amazing. 
Somebody gave and God responded. Somebody gave and God responded. May God show up for you like that in the name of Jesus. There's a way you worship God with your offerings. There's a way you give sacrifices. At one day, God will show up for you. I've been sharing this testimony. I want to say it again. The devil can get angry as he wants. I sowed one sacrificial seed over 10 years ago. Changed my financial picture forever. Before that time, money used to run out of my hand. This over 10 years ago. Money has never run out of my hand since then. One seed. And when he said, those are the things I didn't know when. I just started noticing after a few months. Ah, before, every now and then, money used to finish. From time to time. Praise God. And after a few months, I just had ah, something. And I look back and look back and go, it's that seed you sowed. Praise God. Let me tell you what I believe happened. The fire of God fell on that seed. Now, whether it was that seed alone that triggered it, or whether that seed was just the one that filled my cloud, I don't know. All I can tell you is this. I used to run out of money before. I once was blind. But now I see. I crossed over. You will cross over in Jesus' name. The number fourth one is what I want to talk about. So since that's what I want to talk about, I mentioned the fifth one. A fifth, the fifth fireplace is having a strong passion and a strong desire for the kingdom of God and the house of God. The scripture said the zeal of the house of the Lord had eaten Jesus up. Zeal there refers to fire, passion. One way you get the fire of God to flow in your life or to fall on your life is when you get doggedly committed, doggedly involved in building, expanding, developing the kingdom of God or the house of God. Solomon built the temple, fire fell. Praise God. Elijah ran a revival. I woke up the nation. They had backslidden. Fire fell. Praise God. We can say it this way as well. Where we are not involved in building God's kingdom, as we ought, because all of us will say we are involved in building God's kingdom, we are in church, beautiful, I'm not saying you are not. And again, I'm not saying we don't have fire in our lives. I'm saying it can be stronger. It can be bigger. Hallelujah. It can blaze brighter. Where the fire of God is not there, our commitments, our attitudes, our efforts towards God's house and God's kingdom will dwindle. So watch it. Watch it. Where the fire of God is waning, drawing, your attitude towards offerings and sacrifices. Watch it. Your attitude towards the word. Watch it. Your attitude towards prayer and praise. Watch it. These things is like a cycle. Reciprocal. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God. This is the main thing I want to talk about this morning. Lift your hands and say with me, Heavenly Father, speak to my heart. Open my eyes. Let me hear your voice. Say beyond what Pastor T is saying. Father, let me hear your heart cry. Listen, if you can catch what God told me to tell you tonight, and like that sister, Run with our word. Run with this word at your respective different levels. The way I am about to run with this word now may not be the way you are about to run with it. 
We've been doing this for a while now, particularly here in Ikeja. And this is God said, you guys need to go to level two now. You've established level one. Go to the next dimension. And that may not necessarily mean everybody in the church, because maybe some people have not even done level one with us yet. But I know this is a master key. This go, I, I sat down three years ago looking at my life, seeing all the beautiful things that God had brought in my life. And I asked God, why are these things happening? Of course, it's God's favor and God's blessing. But this is what God told me. This is the reason. If I was going to give you a word, this is it. The fourth or the fifth fireplace where you and I need to plug ourselves in, dive in. Thank God for praise and worship and prayer. Thank God for the word of God. Thank God for offerings and sacrifices. Thank God for serving in the house of God, building the kingdom, working for God in God's kingdom. But this one, it is soul winning. Somebody shout soul winning. So I'm not saying anything new. The truth of the matter is there's nothing new to say. Praise God. We just need to get the saints on fire and on track to be doing what God will require us to do so that we won't start looking for solutions elsewhere that will end up disappointing us down the road. Imagine a believer that will not be prayerful and will not be a worshiper of God. A believer that will not spend time in, his, in the word. A believer that will not give. And a believer that will not involved in soul winning or building God's kingdom. When challenges now come, he will now start looking for a solution somewhere else. Wasting his time and his life. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. And in this, our generation, we have a lot of time-wasting things. Things that are really useless at the end of the day. Wasting time. Particularly thinking about eternity in mind. Soul winning. You get involved in soul winning, the fire of God will be on your life. If you are not involved in soul winning, it may be an indication that the fire of God is not there as a thought. And I will not speak Greek. I will not speak French. I'm not going to confuse you. I'm not going to talk for long. I'm going to give you the answers to life. Let me use the word Jesus used, the keys to life. Heaven keys. We are talking about God responding in your life. He said, I will give you keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. In other words, if you use this key on the earth, God, heaven will respond on your behalf. Get involved in soul winning. I changed my name three years ago when God showed me this revelation. I'm not yet there, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. I'm now world number one soul winner. If they ask you for my name, it's not Pastor Tio. What is it? What's my name? Praise God. At least you know. Because God told me this is the key. This is the key. You want to see me responding in your life, showing up in your life, manifesting in your life, manifesting in your marriage, manifesting in your ministry, manifesting in your career, manifesting in your finances. Plug yourself into soul winning. Let me use scriptures to talk and then we'll begin to pray. Is somebody excited? Praise God. Mark 16, 20. I'm going to use very familiar scriptures. And they went out and preached everywhere. 
watch what they got, which is what you and I need. And the Lord was walking with them. May God walk with you. In your ministry and in every area of your life, may God walk with you. May you not live a Fejeron life. I hope you understand Fejeron. May you not have to Fejeron your marriage. May you not have to Fejeron your raising your children. May God walk with you. Of course, this guy talking about the ministry that we're doing, but there is no way God will be walking with you in your ministry and will be closing his eyes to your marriage. There is no way God will be walking with your ministry and will be ignoring your family. Somebody say impossicants. The Lord was walking with them. How? As they went out and preached. What were they doing? Preaching the gospel. Why do we preach the gospel? To win souls. Look at your neighbor and say, hello, soul winner. Look at your other neighbor, the one that is not sleeping. Say, hello, preacher of the gospel. See whether you can help the guy that is sleeping. Maybe we hear something we are saying. If you can help, at least try two or three times. Praise God. Jesus said that um, if your neighbor sins 70 times 7, have you woken your neighbor 490 times in this service? Uh-huh. So you have a long way to go. Probably this is the first time when your neighbor sleeps. If two of you are not sleeping, you know, because if two neighbors are sleeping, who will wake up the other guy? <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Let's try and help as many people as we can. At least let's try this seven times, Peter said first. The Lord walking with them, confirming the word with accompanying signs. Lift your hands, I prophesy over you. This season of your life, may God confirm his word in your life. Again, again, specific of the scripture, keeping it in context, as they were preaching the gospel, God was confirming what they were preaching. That's what he's saying. But the point is this. If God is doing that, I can guarantee you the other scriptures of God that are in your life, God will confirm them as well. Oh, hallelujah. Acts 1.8 You shall receive power or fire when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And please again watch why the fire comes for you to be speaking in tongues in the night vigil. For you to be edifying yourself in the spirit. As I mean, I know that is in another scripture. I'm talking about Acts 1.8. Why does the power come? For you to be building up yourself on your most holy faith. You know that one too is scripture. See, we Christians are interesting. Do Jude 20 very well. Do 1 Corinthians 14 very well. Ignore Acts 1.8. The same scripture, the same Holy Ghost, the same Bible, sorry. Not the same scripture, the same Bible. And you should do all of them. It's part of what I'm saying about the fire. Don't just be a prayerful, worshipping believer and have zero effort and results where soul winning is concerned. Say with me, not me forever. Don't just be a prayerful person, zero word. Or a word person, zero prayer. Don't move too much. The one I'm talking about to you. Hallelujah. Build yourself in all of them. There is a shade of the flame that soul willing we add, that nothing else we add. There's a shade of the flame, the fire, that offerings and sacrifices we add, that prayer we never add. And there's a shade of the flame that the word and prayer we add, that soul willing, you need to blend all of them. You just keep growing, keep growing. Recognizing that it is in your Bible. 
I hope you know I'm not reading from the Quran this morning. Look at it, Acts 1.8. The power of God will fall upon you or the fire of God will come upon you. And that's what happened to them in Acts chapter 2. The promised Holy Spirit came. Jesus told them, tarry until you endure the power from on high. The Holy Ghost came and they said when he came, he showed up as tongues of fire. Glory be to God. And why did he come? You will be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria. And look how far you are going to be doing this thing unto the ends of the earth. You are going to be doing this thing until Jesus comes. If you have not yet won all the 8 billion souls on the face of the earth, my friend, keep busy. I can guarantee you, you are going to be on this job till Jesus returns. Or till your time is over. Blair Copeland said some people were arguing with her. Whether we are living in the last days or not, she tried to convince them. She now said, okay, God give her wisdom. Okay, even if you are not in the last days, you, you are in your last days. <laughs> These are your last days. And with every day passing by, it's getting laster. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. My witnesses. My witnesses. Look at what happened when the fire came. When what Jesus told them in Acts chapter... Um, Chapter 1 happened. Acts 2 verse 40. Please, I want us to look at this because this is what you and I are supposed to be doing. And perhaps, because we are either not doing this at all, and I want to talk to every believer. God gave me three categories. Every individual, every nuclear family, and every church family represented here. Perhaps you are not soul winning, Maybe that's why the fire is not there. And you don't have to condemn yourself. You don't have to feel bad about yourself. What should you do? Just move closer. Move closer to the fire. Tap your neighbor and say, move closer to the fire. Now, this one is not praise and worship. This one is soul winning. Just start doing something where winning souls is concerned that you are not doing. Start by praying for souls. That's a good place to start. Here every Friday we pray for souls. Man, it has been blessing the church. I can't remember the last Sunday service I had that somebody did not respond to altar call. And God told me it will never happen if you will continue. If you continue. We started doing something here in church, driving everybody, just a good place to start. Invite people to church. Invite, just be inviting them. As you are inviting them, don't even start preaching yet. That's the next level God now says we should start doing. Don't just be inviting now, start preaching. Raise as many preachers in church and really preach to people. Not just invite them. Continue the invitation so. And we found out that the more people we invite, amazing. The more people come to church. The more people come to church, it may not happen the first week. It will normally happen the second week. But when we aggregate several months together, we just realize, wow. This year alone, we've had over 500 people visit church in four months. That has been a record for us in this church since I've been pastoring it. Praise God. The more we invite, they come. And the more they come, they get born again. That is the joy. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. You can't be sowing that kind of seed into heaven and there will be no joy in your life. Ah, somebody will have said, should have said amen there. Yeah. Acts 2.40. 
and with many words. After the fire fell on Peter, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Be saved. Somebody needs to go and tell them you need to get born again. You need to be saved from this perverse generation. Some of them may not listen. But bless God, somebody will listen. Hallelujah. Then those who gladly received his word, not all of them, but some did, they were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Hallelujah. Praise God. And for every soul that repents, there's joy in heaven. Hallelujah. Now, watch this. Very simple. No, nothing complicated. This is not record science. The fire made that happen. And as long as they kept doing that, the fire kept stayed. The next time they told us in the Bible, 5,000 were added to the church. You, the book of Acts is amazing. They got to a point, they stopped counting them again. Multitudes were added to the church. It got to a time, they said, multitude of disciples. There's a difference. There's people, then there's disciples. And it got to a point they took over the entire world. Hallelujah. How many world changers and world takeover people do I have in this house? In case you don't know, you are one. In case you don't know, you are one. Say with me, I'm a world overcomer. I'm a world champion. You don't even have a choice. Your church is an international church. Praise God. You came to the wrong family if you didn't want to go global or do international. If you didn't want to rule the world, you came to the wrong place. Hallelujah. Lift your hands this morning. Say with me, Heavenly Father. I pray for grace. I pray for fire to be a soul winner. Please hear what I'm saying very well, oh. Hear what I'm saying very well. If the fire is not there, there won't be this effort or results of soul winning. And that is dangerous for you and I. To get the fire there, plug yourself into soul winning. How many of you have got, you felt lifted in your spirit after we praise God the way we praise tonight? Talk to me somebody, sincerely. You know that thing you're feeling? It's fire. How many of you have been to a meeting where pastor preached and taught and you start feeling someone inside your spirit? That's what disciples on the road to Emmanuel said. As he spoke to us, did we not feel a sensation in our heart? That's fire. The same thing will happen when you get involved in soul winning. We were praying on Friday morning. We got into a point in the prayer like this. I, I just felt a fresh anointing upon me. It's here, Friday morning. In pursuit morning. Felt a fresh anointing upon me. I don't joke with that Friday morning prayer. Some of you need to start getting involved. I checked the online people this Friday. I think it was just the pastor that had the prayer. Maybe one or two other people I said at jail. I don't know what a jail means, but I said it. In my church, it will never happen again. Can I hear a loud amen to that? I can't be calling so winning prayer. Only two people are joining. Not on site, oh, online. That's supposed to be the lazy prayer edition, no? You know, Reverend George has two books, uh, Men of Life Passion. There's a big one, then there's Lazy Reader Edition. The online is that you're too lazy to come into church on 5.30 in the morning, or your house is too far away, or whatever excuse you have. <laughs> you can travel from Alagbado to Lekki in the morning now. So don't tell me you can't come and pray. 
you can't, but you just don't say, but you said, okay, this 21st century, do online. And you are not doing that one too. Ask your neighbor for me, why is your life like this? <laughs> Hallelujah. Please, everybody hear me. Get involved like never before in soul winning. At whatever level, prayer level, evangelism level, inviting people to church level, preaching level, crusade level. Get to the point where you two, you do a meeting, 3,000 souls get saved. Who is interested or am I the only one? We will get there. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? We will get there. It's glory to glory. We are not satisfied yet. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. That is fire. The only thing, the only, that, that's fire. And if you are not doing it, I'm telling you, fire is not there as it ought. Or a blend of fire is not there as it ought. And I know some of you are very comfortable because you are wordites. The word of God is flowing. And that is good. Continue with the word. But to your word, add what? Like Peter was saying, to your faith, add something. To your word life, add what? To your word life, add what? I can guarantee you by this time tomorrow, you will come and thank me. You say, Pastor, thank you for teaching me this thing. Rise on your feet. I'm going to start from there tonight. Please let me wake your neighbor if you can wake them. If they're interested in what we are doing. They won't miss out the fire, on the fire in Jesus' name. Rise on your feet. Listen, we are going to pray for souls tonight. Hello? And the fire of God will fall on us again. Can I hear a loud amen? A good place to start your soul winning effort is prayer. And I want to encourage every pastor and every church constantly pray for souls. If you can't dedicate a day like we do here, do a portion in your service. If you can't do it in every service once in a while. Jesus looked at the people. They were like sheep scattered without a shepherd. Matthew chapter 9 from verse 35. And his recommendation was this. Pray. Pray. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into his harvest. Lift up your hands. Say with me, in the name of Jesus. Ah, somebody needs to wake up. Oh, in the name of Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.